So first off, hello, people on the interweb. Uh, we're interweb. here. We're going to be talking. We need a name for our program. Uh, but we're going to be talking about marriage prep. But Father will come up with this brilliant, catchy <laughs> tagline to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. uh, and, but we don't have it yet, but we will. This is Father Larry. How about Huber. vocation? Vocation is good. We do vocation. Yeah. Prepping, prepping, prepping vocation, for the voice. Vocation, vocation prep. Yeah. yeah. For the voice. Yeah. So this is Father Larry. Huber. Huber. You, yeah, you can go Larry. Huber. How about that? Would that Huber. Make it, yeah. Want to make it easier yeah. for you? And this is Matt Mayer, the Honorable Matt Mayer. <laughs> or officially called judge? Senior. Yeah, Matt Senior. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, his last name is Mayer, so I'm calling him the Honorable. <laughs> He's a fireman, though. Even better. Yeah. A retired fireman. Re- retired from the fire service. Best friend of mine and through high school and, and beyond. Lucky, I, lucky retired. Otherwise, you'd have to take the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, through through right. the uh, through through college and er- everything, we, I I was the getaway car at his wedding. I met my wife at his wedding, but he was a fireman. Wow, he was a fireman, uh, uh, was a paramedic, and then became a fireman. Yeah, in it, Chicago, it, it was fantastic. It's much different than when I got in, um, but if you want to have a life of service, I mean, oh man, what what a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, tough life too, though. I mean, they you yeah, know they talk it's about hard on families. Thank you. They talk about. 48 on and 24 off. He he was running all the time. Yeah. I mean, well, he Chicago, ran for 24. Yeah. He ran for 48 hours. Yeah. Now they have a system. It's even they they work 48 hours and they're off for 96. And that came out of California because yeah, the the guys the commute because they couldn't afford to live in Los Angeles. And so they lived like 3 hours away and they would drive in. Yeah. So they changed it so they worked 48 hours and yeah. and 4 days off. Well, yeah, and, and because of the commute. There you go. And I said it wrong. It's 24 on, 48 off right. in that's Chicago. How it, uh, yeah. When I started, that's how it was. Yeah. But they require Chicago Fire Department employees and police, they have to live within the city limits. Right. Yeah. Our district was that way up until probably 2004 or five. Yeah. So, Father, we're going to talk about marriage prep. And we're going to, t- you keep saying voice. Where am I missing the voice thing? The voice uh, is a Greek word for vocation. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's that vocation. It comes from a Greek word that means voice. Yeah. Finding your voice. Finding the voice. Not, Finding maybe not the, your voice, but uh, another voice. I think that's the name of the program. Okay. Finding, Finding the, voice. the voice. Marriage prep. Yeah. Is that good? All right, interweb people, you know before anybody else. <laughs> Finding the voice. The voice. Marriage prep. I'll ask Not you Not to, to be say confused that. with uh, the NBC show, The Voice. That's oh, right. That's no. right. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Don't yeah. confuse them. Yeah. I watched a couple of those shows before. It's like impressive. Like Pieces. Yeah. The, the vo- the, their voices. I mean, that's whew, amazing. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I've been uh, here in my old age, I've been trying to take voice lessons again. And uh, yeah. apparently I should take the clue. I've done it twice, and the teacher has bailed out both times. So I, uh, <laughs> well, I need to hear the voice uh, here. Yeah, I, I'm busy that night, whatever night it yeah. is. I can't help you. Yeah, I know. That's what I, yeah, I think I'm doing the same with the haircut. I can't seem to get a haircut. Uh, I told the lady who cuts my hair, I said she couldn't do it, and I could. I said, "All right, don't worry. I'll just start wearing a ponytail." That's <laughs> a beauty about being bald. I uh, cut my own hair, so yeah, with the, my yeah, beard yeah. trimmer. My look, my younger brother. It was in, you know, he, he hadn't got a haircut in a while, so he thought, I'm going to cut it myself. And he put the little clipper guide on, and he does it, and he the, the guide fell off, <laughs> and he, he put a big stripe down his hair. And he says, all right, that's it. I'm going bald. <laughs> <laughs> what choice did he have? Huh? There is no choice at that point. No choice. So uh, um, just uh, Okay, we got one minute coming. Yeah, housekeeping. At the end, will you give us a blessing? Yeah, we'll do it. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll you. do it. And so, uh, w- when we do start out, we'll talk right about right right about what we're talking about. I'll ask you to tell us the n- name of the program, and um, then uh, after we do that, let's slip over and talk about the the, the men's group. Okay. Last Thursday. Last. <laughs>
Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. That was Matt Logaman. I am your host today, Peter Karutz. Uh, coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. We have a studio with three mics, we have three people, and we have triple the trouble, or triple the benefit, whichever way we're going to look at it. So here to my left, we have Father Larry Hoover, and here to my right, we have the Honorable Matt Mayer. And he's not a mayor, but I know, with a last name like that, we got to call him the Honorable. So, Father, we'll just throw it to you. What are we going to talk about today? Well, let's talk about marriage and the voice. Let's do that. Finding the voice in marriage. And that's what we need to do with our, our kids, right? Our children is teach them about the voice, that the first and most important thing when you decide things in life is the clue got in on the decision. So when we talk about the name of the program, Finding the Voice, we are talking about whose voice? God. And that's what the word vocation means, right? It comes from a Greek word. That means the voice, and for Catholics, it always meant to find the voice of God and make that your primary reason for doing anything. And I've had, as I've had two daughters in the last three years go through marriage prep, I've said the same thing to them. I said the time, for, this engagement time is, is not really to find out what you are intending to do, but it's to find out what God wants you to do. Absolutely. There we go. So A lot, a lot of married people uh, have not thought about that they they just they have this warm and fuzzy with this person this of the opposite sex and and they decide well let's get married and and that's a good reason but it's it's really the the highest reason is is god yeah and it's so important you know the devil is attacking marriage on multiple fronts so that means he's going to lose didn't he study hitler's War plane. You can't fight things on multiple multiple fronts, but we're fighting them as well. But marriage is so important. Culture says it's not. Marriage is. We we think it's lifelong. Culture says divorce is okay. You know, there's divorce parties for goodness sakes. What the heck is that? So we as Catholics, we believe that and know because our Lord said so. Marriage is the most important state of life. Short of being in heaven, I mean, he compares the love between man and woman to the love that he has for the church. I mean, I don't think it gets any better than that. It's not more important. There isn't anything more important, you know, short of this, uh, short of eternity. Absolutely. And how long have you guys been married now, Matt Mayor? I've been married 43 years. 43 last years. May. Yeah. Yeah. On your ordination date was our anniversary. That's right. That's wow, right. look at that. He, he 43 beat me, because I was only 26 years, so he beat me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just a kid, I guess. My, we just celebrated 29, working on 30, yeah. and I'll, I'm, awesome. I'm working hard to make sure we get it to 30. Father, how long have you been ordained? 26. 26, 26 years. 26 years. Yeah. Yeah. So we have you know, got 100 years or close to it between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when did you and Stephanie uh, decide to get involved in a marriage encounter then, Matt? Uh, it, it's actually a funny—I I think it's a funny story. Um, marriage encounter was around from 1966. It was really huge in our parish in the 80s. And uh, I had always considered going to one, and then in the um, early 2000s, I had a lot of things going on, and I just felt you know, that, that there's something about this marriage encounter because I kept seeing it. And I would always ask Stephanie, and she says, no, we don't need that. Because it, the misnomer is a marriage encounter is for a bad marriage. It's, not, it's to make a good marriage better. And so uh, one day I was out in the sunroom, and I was on their website, and he, here's the reasons to go. And I showed it to her, and she goes, yeah, we can do that. So I immediately put it on. That was 2010. And then we were asked to join presenting team. And, uh, and but, but that experience... Uh, uh, that experience on that weekend with, I think there was 24 other couples, but we didn't really interact with the other couples. We interacted with each other, and it was, 
It was an amazing. I learned things about Stephanie uh, that I never knew before, and we were married 33 years at the time. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and I, we, I did. And we need to renew our marriages every every day. It's yeah, every day. It's 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 hard to describe the, the all the emotions that come across you, on it, and then being a part of the presenting team where you go out and give the give the talks on a weekend with two other couples and a priest, and to see the couples, the transformation in those couples on that weekend experience. You can, you know, they come in, they're sitting apart, and at the end they're sitting next to each other with their arms around each other, and it's... Um, Oh, that's it, awesome. it, it is. It is an incredible. Well, Father, I have a good friend. He's a monk, and he's. Uh, I guess the Benedictines say you should begin every good work with a prayer. And since that's part of my job description here, if I don't do it, I get fired. So, Father, would go. you save my Let, job, please? Let's do it. Let's do it. Name the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. And come, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and our minds with your wonder, your all, your presence. Help us to. Make us be more and more aware of your presence and your credible guidance in our lives. And we pray for all married people out there. And uh, may they understand the importance of marriage and that marriage is uh, a, a trinity of persons with Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but also um, three people involved with God and, and the man and woman. And we pray that their resolve will be to certainly highlight Jesus Christ, who is Lord forever and ever. And let's remember our loving mothers, we pray too. Mm -hmm. Hail, Mary, Hail Mary, full of, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. So, Matt, let me ask you, do, in, as a, you're career was as a fireman, right? Yes. Uh -huh. right. And Father, your career and vocation is as a priest. Do you ever get together with your group and your colleagues and say, how are we doing? Uh, you know, any planning sessions? I mean, as a fireman, did, did you have meetings? Oh, we had <laughs> meetings all the time. Uh, it was, uh, um, you, you had to plan it out, especially in the fire service. You know, it sounds melodramatic if you don't have a plan and you don't uh, execute the plan. You don't train for the plan. People will die, you know. Yeah. And and so we had meetings all the time in training. And and Father, I know here in uh, the archdiocese we have deaneries, and we yeah. we've just changed those a little bit. Yeah. I don't know where they are at right now, but do you have deanery meetings? Do yeah. you priests get together and have yeah. planning meetings and say Absolutely. what are you Absolutely. Uh, and they meet basically once a month. I think some deaneries, a lot of deaneries, uh, do not meet during the summer. So let's say take ten times a year, and and we need that. Yeah, we do. And Father Chris Martin right now is heading up the strategic planning for the Archdiocese. So what am I talking about? You know, we do that in our business. We do that in, in the church. We need to figure out where we have come from, where are we going, or else people die, right? Hmm. How many marriages say, we're going to set aside a little time, and we're going to think about where we've been, where we're going, and what to do? Marriage Encounter it gives us that opportunity to do it. To, to take a moment and reflect. Mm -hmm. Worldwide Marriage Encounter has, I mean, they have three sets of talks and one builds on another and it, and it just comes to a, a, a wonderful climax of, but, it, but it, it involves all the things about listening, about our marriages being a sacrament, the graces that we receive during that time, um, how you have to risk and trust with your spouse and there's, um, you know, you talk about having a meeting. I watch, and I, I apologize, I don't know the person on the YouTube video, but he has 15 children, and he was being interviewed, and he has a marriage meeting once a week, and then he touch, touches base once a day with his wife, and they actually plan out. And he says, we have all these meetings for our jobs. When do we ever sit down with our spouse and plan out our week so we know we don't have the surprise with gymnastics or dance or football or or soccer, and I thought it was, and Stephanie and I have been doing it ever since we heard that. <laughs> you made me really think about it when you said about uh, being a fireman, and, uh, and, and the first thing that came to mind, you didn't go where I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to say, well, we're so busy, we're running here, running there, but we, you know, we need to take a oh. moment to plan. But you know what? As parents, we, and married couples, we do that too. I remember my wife came to me in year 17, and she asked me a very simple question. She said, when was the last time you and I went out to dinner? <laughs> I laughed. I said, you mean aside from the two times this weekend? <laughs> and she said, no. When was the last time you 
and I went out to dinner without the children, not for work, not just you and I, and I couldn't answer the question. Yeah. And what what is you asked the question earlier, Peter, when we were talking earlier before the program started? Uh, we need this reminder. What 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 is the most important relationship that we have in our in our lives? And of course, the answer is God. And then, what's the second most important relationship that we have? And that's whoever whatever sacrament God calls us to. For you guys, it's your wives, and for me, it's it's the parish. And then the children are actually uh, third, you know. And it, it's kind of like, Interesting, but when the children see that the two of you and any married couple make God the number one priority and then their sacrament number two and then their third, it actually benefits the child. Benefits everybody. And, and, and Father, I, I said you, you said that in a very clear and concise fashion, but if I could add a little fire to it, mm-hmm. I, I had a friend come to me, uh, and I've known him for a long time. Our children grew up together, and he... He said that he was uh, used the, a good word, complaining about his wife, and um, and I I just put it to him. I said, "What kind of wimp are you?" I said, "This is this is not your call to sit here and complain. Your call is to lead your family, and and, and we we have to have the guts to call each other out yeah. and and say, what are you going to do?'" And I finally said to him, "I said, what if somebody kidnapped your son, and he is being held at gunpoint?" What would you do? I do? He said, I'd do anything. I said, would you trade places with this, with your boy? Yes. Would you take a bullet for your boy? Yes. I said, you better love your wife that much, right? You better love your wife that much and more. And the problem is when we don't put the priorities yeah. straight, we lose our direction. Well, Matt Sr. can really highlight this better than I can, but in family life, there's so many things coming at the family, it scrambles the priorities, right? And you got to constantly remind yourself of the priorities? Well, and I wish I would have learned it earlier in my, in my life about having a Christ-centered, because that would have made things so much easier. I was always about something else, because that would help my be able to prioritize it. We talk about, you know— would you take a bullet for your wife? And say, yeah, I would die for my wife. Well, will you live for her? Yeah, uh-huh. and and live your life for her, yeah. and 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 die to yourself, and and live for her. I know somebody who just recently passed away, uh, and and he knew he was going to pass away. It, it was pretty imminent, and a priest comes in, and the priest asks him, "Can I hear your confession?" And since this this is, you won't know who this person is. I can share this story mm-hmm. with you. And the guy said, no, I don't, I'm not ready for that. And he's dying, right? <laughs> and then his wife said, will you do this for me? And wow. then he said, okay, I'll do this for you. And, he, and the confession was made, and then he passed away. So we really, we really want to live, as you said, Matt, for our wives. Not just die for our wives, but live for them, live right? Live for them. Live for them. So yeah. let's put it out there. What is the re? What is the reason to get married? What is the main obligation of the spouses? Uh, and I might suggest to get each other to heaven. Exactly right. And I think that that wife did it. And <laughs> I ask you guys this. I ask when I prepare couples for marriage. I, I'm like, what do you? What's the most important things that you give to the marriage that you have that you personally bring to the marriage? And they'll give you earning potential and I'm patient, whatever it is. What's the most important thing that you bring to the table of marriage? And I would say your relationship with God. I would hope that's what I hear from people. Because what is more important to your marriage and God? Is there anything close to second? No, no, no it isn't. Nothing. No, I, I, you alluded to something we were talking about. We, we record this, by the way, and it'll be on YouTube, so you get to hear some of the stuff we say beforehand. But I, I have a practice of uh, talking to young people who are getting married, and usually to the guy. And I, I say, uh, you're about to get married, and you got to be tough if you're married. Are you tough? Yeah, I'm tough. I, I said, well, are you, you're going to be wrong. Like most of your life, you're going to be wrong. Are you tough enough to be wrong? Yeah, yeah, I'm tough enough to be wrong. And I ask him, who is the most important person in your life? 
He said, oh, it's Sally. I say, wrong. I said, when you and yeah. Sally have children, who will be the most important person in your life? Oh, it'll be the children. I say, wrong, yeah. right? And why, why is that wrong? It's what you said, Father. So what the bear is repeating. The most important person in our life has to be God because God gave us life. The second most important person in our life has to be our spouse because God gave us our spouse. And the third most important persons, people in our life are our children because through the love of our wife and the creative and um, creative power of God, we have our children. Yeah. And when we get that out of order, we get fouled up. I mean, how many marriages have you seen that uh, do, do fine as far as they know until year... 25. And then what? Let's talk about that. But this is St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. We are here with Father Larry Uber and the Honorable Matt Mayer, and we're talking about finding the voice, the voice, that's God's voice, and marriage prep. So 25-year marriages, uh, you figure if you make, the, make it to your 25, you're solid gold, right? We, we, we had Stephanie and I have had that conversation because we knew we, we were very, very close to a couple, and on year 29, they divorced. Ooh. Her parents, year 29, they divorced. And we, we were trying to make sense out of that, but then we started thinking about the relationships, how, how we observed those relationships, and then we understood why it, it probably didn't last. We don't know the reasons because we weren't privy to any of those things, but, but it—, it that is that may have been, been the time when I really started thinking, and Stephanie and I would have a conversation. I have to have Christ at the center. No, you have to have me and the kids. And I explained to her. I said, if I don't have Christ at the center, I'm going to be. I I have no no compass to go to. I don't have that true north. He's my That's true good. north. And if I'm off a little bit, it, it it's not bad at first. But as I go farther down the road, I'm way off yeah. if I'm not on true north. And uh, I, I don't, I guess the only reason that they happen at 25 years is they're sitting there at 25 years and look around. And Who are don't. you? Exactly. They don't know, you know, and they're saying, this is all wrong. I don't know why I'm married. Yeah. And wow. then, and they, and, but, but that's what putting Christ at the center. I said, because if I put Christ at the center, everything else is going to fall into place because he's going <laughs> to, that's part of his plan anyway for me. Who do I go to when there's no one else to go to? Is Christ. Yeah. I remember a story decades ago of a couple, uh, they were struggling with their marriage, and, and he, de- he decided to come back to the marriage because he wanted to receive the Eucharist, and he knew being split, and, you know, if we get, if they got down this road where they got divorced, and he had to work on it, no, but he, he knew that he wouldn't be able to receive communion because he, he'd probably get, get married in another, another relationship. So the number one reason why he came back to the marriage is so that he can receive the Eucharist and be good with God. And she was great with that. You mean to tell me that the reason why you're coming in back in this marriage is because God? And like, great, that's that's even better than me. That That's even better than the children, because I know that doesn't go anywhere. It's um, solid. It's right. solid as a rock, as the you know. So yeah, as Psalms tells us and everything. And what a great story it is. And you want to be married, I would think— I'm not called to marry, but you would want to be married to somebody that loves God more than you. I mean, who, would you want to be married to somebody that loves you more than God? That... No, of course not. Of course not. And, and you know, when, when we, uh, we've we seen marriages that are, uh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, the, the, I know a marriage where I used to say, well, this husband, uh, the wife, uh, the husband is the wife's hobby. I mean, the, I mean, a very devoted wife. I mean, laid out his clothes, organized his, I mean, everything. But you know what? And I can attest to this. My wife will. My wife is not married to the perfect person. And, 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 she, and if you have time, she can tell you all about it. <laughs> but, you know, we have to find our direction, as you said, in our Lord. And if we find our direction in our Lord, we can deal with our imperfect spouses. Exactly. Exactly. We have a – you called it the, the true north, mm. right? Yeah, I think he's the true north. Yeah. And that's what we're aiming for every yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we were talking about uh, the vocation. So one of the things I do ask my couples is, why are you getting married? And yeah. they got their reasons. And then what's the number one reason? And then a lot of these Catholics, I say, now, you remember when you were in grade school or PSR, the word vocation, 
And they're like, oh yeah, I think I remember that word, you know. Well, you remember that was, that's a word that means, a Greek word that means voice. And so the number one reason why you should decide to get married is that God's calling you to, to that. Mm-hmm. And that's the key for us. We got to work on encouraging our young people to, to devote your entire heart to what God wants in your life. And if, if you're of this mindset, well, I'll do whatever God wants me to do except for this, this, and this. Like, I won't be—I will never be a priest or whatever, or, or, or lay—that's not—I'm not, not going to do that. Well, you're shutting off the voice. Yeah. You A true vocation is saying, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I may not like it. And if you—usually, whatever, whatever path he has is getting on— it's not always a bowl of cherries. Sometimes it's just downright hard. But what fulfillment do you get, Matt, when you when you do the will of God oh, in your marriage? Yeah, when, when you see the fruits of when you surrender and you sacrifice and the things that, that happen as a result of that. And it may, it's not going to be immediate all the time. But, but I mean, there's, there's I, you know, Peter, you were talking about 25 years of marriage, and it popped into my head after— uh, on a marriage encounter experience, a couple of different times it happened. We get a letter from a couple uh, sent to us, and uh, they said, you know, they're thanking us and all that for our testimonies and stuff like that. But they said, we, it seemed like we were just roommates until this experience, wow. that they were just roommates. You know, this one's playing golf, and this one's going out and doing things with their with their girlfriends, and he would go fishing with his butt, she'd go do this. And, so, and they just lived in the same house. They were like roommates, like when they were in college. And they said, and they realized what they were called to after they would hear those different, about all those different facets of a weekend wow. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. And that's what you want. You want our couples, our married couples, even, even my engaged couples. You know, I tell them, what I want for the two of you is to have true intimacy. And right now that means stay away from sex. Yeah. Until you get married. People don't understand that. But I want you to have intimacy even before you get married. Yeah. I mean, true spiritual intimacy, and there's only one true way to do that, and that's through Jesus there. Yeah. And that's the key there. Yeah. You know, and, and just as a practical matter, if you have folks who won't follow the rules, and there are rules, before you get married, what do you, what do you think they're going to do after they get married? You know, it, it's a it's a problem, and it's a rampant problem right now in terms of cohabitation. Mm-hmm. And what happens after you, during the marriage encounter that you start on a Friday night or Saturday or Friday night, Friday evening, come come for dinner, and then um, they they have they hear two talks on Friday evening. It goes all day Saturday through till about nine at night, and then wraps up on Sunday around three in the afternoon. And in St. Louis, where do they have those? They meet at the at the Marriott out of. of um, Highway 70, uh, what is that, um, I can't remember, Veterans Boulevard mm-hmm. there on the, on, at a, but, it, but they have a website, stl-wwme.org. You're going to have to say that again slower. Probably so. stl-wwme.org. I believe that's right. It could be the WWME first, but I believe it's STL first. And you can get access there. You can register there. You can learn about it. And uh, they have a FAQ page, a Frequently Asked Questions page, where they can figure out. Uh, and and that, that's what really got Stephanie to say yes. She was, why should I go on a weekend? They gave an answer. Why should I do that? Why should I take this time away? And they gave all those answers, and that's what really uh, got her to say, yeah, let's go do, go do one. And it's like I said, it, it, we had a, had a very good marriage, but it just made it better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. just enhanced it. Definitely. One of the things, as you read sacred scripture, Jesus was pretty demanding on two groups of people. Uh, one was the religious leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, even his own apostles. He was, he was pretty demanding. The other group of people is married people. When you read Matthew 19 uh, or um, Ephesians 5.21 or whatever. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, all these, I mean, Jesus was demanding that he really wanted married people to to live their lives for each other with God and and until death do us part. And of course, we all know that married people are an outward sign of Christ's love for his bride, the church, and the, the whole wedding ceremony highlights that, you know, and, and so naturally then, when it's tough to be married, that's when it was tough for, it highlights when it was tough for Jesus to have this espousal relationship 
with his bride, the church, as he, especially on the cross. Yeah, when you go to the cathedral, which you should if you haven't been there in a while, it's a beautiful place. But if you look up at the altar, there's a cupola uh, over it, which is, you know, the traditional marriage yeah. cupola. Yeah. And you know, in Ephesians, one of those that verses that the, it's as it starts out, people don't like it too much. But as you go down, what does it do? It says, "Men, love your wives yeah, as Christ, Christ loved, loved the church and gave his it. life for it." Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I, I don't know if it can be any simpler. You know, marriage is supposed to be a complete self-donation, not half. Yeah. You know, Christ's donation was not half. It was absolute and complete, and that's what we're called to do. You know, Peter, uh, Father Huber did that at the CTM last month, talked about marriage, and, and I shared with him that, and, and maybe this was told to me in marriage prep. It was long ago, and all I was worried about wanting to do was getting married. I had six sessions. And I told the, the, the group that was there, I said, that was a comment I shared. I said, I wish someone would have told me Ephesians 25, uh, 525 at that particular time that I'm, I'm going to have to die. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to have to give it up. But I don't ever remember that. And then in, in one of our talks on a worldwide marriage encounter experience, uh, and we have stepped away from that ministry. We still don't do that. But one of those talks... I, I, I say in there that when we're talking about marriage as sacrament, I didn't realize the graces I was receiving that day. Even, even though I didn't realize it, I still got them mm-hmm. in, the, in the nuptial blessing. But, I mean, it was just an incredible thing, and the grace is what, what's taken us through 43 years. 43 years, 26 for Father, 29 for me, and my wife will give me another one if I, if I keep giving up my life to her. But we have to give up our lives to each other. We are talking about... Finding the voice, that's the voice of God telling us what we need to do in our vocation. And look, he gives us free will. We need to keep pursuing uh, our marriages uh, and our devotion to our spouses. So please, tell a friend, tell them that we're talking about something that's terribly important. Uh, You know, marriage and family is the foundation of society. It really is. And we need men and women to devote themselves to this. So call a friend, tell a friend to come and listen to this program. We have Father Larry Uber and the Honorable Matt Mayer. Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution. Offering a curriculum that is loyal to the magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible, and affordable, Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services, including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students, recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace, and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility and home education. Our support services include advising for parents, record keeping and transcript services, a grading service, standardized testing, and guidance and college counseling. For more information, check out their website at colby.org. That's K-O-L-B-E dot org. Or give them a call. Area code 707-255-6499. That's 707-255-6499. It's Colby Academy. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the Pro-Life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. Welcome back to St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, and we are live. This is the Rome of the West, and we have um, Father Larry Huber here, as well as the Honorable (laughs) Matt Mayer. And we have a special treat here today. We have our roaming reporter and uh, announcer extraordinary, Matt Logaman. Matt, 
tell us where you're at and what you're doing. Thanks, Peter. And thank you, Father Huber, for taking just a second here. Matt Logman with St. Joseph Radio presents. We are down here for the fourth annual German Games. Yeah, that is, that is right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's this great stuff going on. And, and I grab Father Foy as he's getting ready to compete in some kind of weird ninja course. I hope the insurance paid up. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. So if you got brats, if we got... A good German beer, and it's a beautiful day. It's down in Villa Ridge at St. John's Guild House. Father Ford's going to give you a rundown real quick. Oh, it's great. So we've had this uh, a couple of years now, and basically we're about to do the German Ninja Warrior obstacle course. We've got a hay bale to get over, ropes course. There's a shimmy beam, and, and we got a 13-foot climbing wall to finish it off. we got men and uh, women competing. Uh, three and three on a team, three men, three women. Uh, it's just been a great, great day so far. A lot of friendly competition, and a lot of... Uh, a lot of good beverages and a lot of good food. So, thanks, Matt. Well, Father and Matt, thanks so much for for bringing us a little bit of a surprise. Uh, a, a roaming reporter. We do things as families together and as husbands and wives, and bringing our children into it as well. So, if you can go out to German Fest out there, and Matt, what, what part of the world is it in? That is in Villa Ridge, St. John the Baptist, Gilda House Parish. There we are. So check it out, Google it, and get over there and enjoy the great weather. Thanks, Matt. We'll talk to you again. <laughs> anyway, well, that's a little bit of a B. surprise. Gates. B. Gates. Yeah, we all have about six words of German. Father, I think, has more than six words of German. But we are back, and we're talking about finding the voice. And the voice is our vocation, and, and our vocation in marriage. And it is a vocation, Right. And it's also a covenant, right? Yeah, it's it's a covenant. Um, the the Bible uh, starts off with marriage and it ends with marriage, and there's marriage all the way through it. Um, and there's some aspects that calls us to action, but the 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 um, we hear about nuptial agreements and we hear about contracts, and we hear about covenant. God made a covenant with 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 Moses and. Uh, but when, when Stephanie and I got married, whether we liked it or not, we were making a covenant with one another. And that's a total gift of myself and a total gift of herself to me and our gift to, to God. And he's given us the gift of, of being life together. Whereas a contract, you know, you sign it and then, okay, I didn't, I didn't fulfill section A34, so I can break the covenant contract and I can just leave. And... Um, Marriage will never work if it's a contract. I mean, it's a total self-gift. And um, I, again, you, you can't, it's in marriage prep, I don't know how much time is devoted to those kinds of things or how much we're even listening. I know I didn't listen a whole lot in my marriage prep, but uh, but but those that, that, when you think of it as a covenant love and it, and it comes from God and it's an exchange, I, I looked at it differently than that. Yeah, and you know the other difference between a covenant and a, and a contract. You know, as you said, Matt, a covenant, a, a covenant is exchange of persons, or a contract exchange of goods and services. Yeah, yeah. And the issue with doing a contract is when you do exchange of goods and services, there's an end time. There's a stop. Where a covenant, when you exchange persons, because that person's not going anywhere, it's a constant thing. You constantly giving to each other. We God constantly given to us, and and then certainly with married people. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there is there an end point to marriage? Is, no. It hasn't been yet. Yeah, thankfully she's put up with me, and uh, otherwise, who knows? Yeah, but yeah, I mean she's she's given her total self, you know. And if I can ask you guys this too, uh, so faith. I, one of my favorite definitions of faith is uh, St. Paul's uh, uh, Hebrews eleven verse one. Uh, faith is is hope in what is not seen. And so as uh, what we do is when we put our faith in something, we gather up the data, and then we think, okay, well, we're going to put our hope in what we don't really know for certain. And, and certainly that's the case with our relationship with God, but that's the case with married people, right? When you first met your, your lovely wives, you collected data on her, and they, she collected data on you guys. And then at one point you decide, okay, well, we're going to enter in a covenant, but we're going to put our faith, because did that did the marriage of your decades of marriage, did that turn out the way you thought it was going to be? <laughs> not, not for me. There was twists and turns in there, uh, but, but it, was, uh, uh, it was nothing that I don't believe that I couldn't handle because of what I knew when I was going in. And like I said, I didn't realize I was getting any grace 
on, on my wedding day. I, I don't ever thought about the nuptial blessing as a as getting grace, but I got it nonetheless, yeah. and that's what carried me through. Was there anything in your marriage when you thought about what marriage was going to be for you with you and Stephanie? Uh, can you imagine what were some of the ideas that you thought about when you were up on the altar at, at IC, right? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, it's really interesting you ask that because I grew up in a family, and my family was just surrounded me. So I had five uh, aunts and uncles on my mother, my father's side, and then, and there was 12 on my mother's side. And not all of them lived close. But there was an example of what a marriage was in all those homes. I, I truly did not know anyone who was divorced until I was probably 18 or 19 years old. Didn't know a person. And, and Steph's situation was the total opposite of that. There was only one person she knew that didn't get divorced out of her family, wow. and that was us. And so um, I, I really went into there knowing this is how you act, this is what you do, because I said so many examples growing up that I wasn't, you know, so, so it may not be a fair question yeah. for a guy like me because I was so blessed to have wow. those examples. I came from the opposite um, example. My, I come from a broken home, and I can tell you, and we can make another program on it, the, the, the suffering that occurs in a broken home. Uh, and uh, there's no way I was ever going to do that. And, um, but when my wife and I were getting married, it, it was a very terrible, difficult time for her because her parents didn't want us to get married. In fact, they weren't coming to the wedding. And it was a terrible, terrible time. And I will say this. I tend to be a, a thinking, cerebral kind of guy. And if you, if you looked at the evidence and you looked at the, you know, what's, what's out there, I thought, man, this is, this is a terrible, terrible thing. But I knew with absolute certainty that this is what I was supposed to do. And, uh, and your question is fair, Father. Is, is the marriage what you expected it to be? I had no idea what yeah, I expected yeah. it to be. Yeah. But it, it, it is one thing. I, it'll, it'll be something I, um, that we have until the day I die. And my wife knows that. She knows that there, was, there is nothing that would ever separate me from her, ever. She should, she should and does, I think, have absolute confidence and my spiritual director has taught me this. I love these words. Uh, faith is mediated by a community. Now, think how powerful those words are. At least they are for me. Faith is mediated by a community. And what community would that be? Your, your, the faith of your children was mediated by your, your community of marriage. Matt, you were talking about all those in growing up in Arnold and mm-hmm. all those that community that affected you in that way. The community is so important. So when a young couple gets married, the first thing I worry about as as a priest is the, the, the grace of the sacraments are all there, but God gives us free will, so I know we need to connect them to a community. That's mm-hmm. that's it because it, faith is the, is mediated by a community. It gets developed in it and enhanced by a community. And so we need to come together as a community to help our young married couples. Absolutely. And community is, is because when you surround yourself with people who have the same kind of values, you, you have something to bounce off somebody that you trust because you know them and they're going through the same thing or they have gone through it or they will go through it. Saturday morning. Or, well, we have a, we have a, well, it, uh, I'll, First, say about the marriage encounter communities have that so people can stay connected after an experience like that, and those are very nurturing for for couples to get together once a month. But we have a uh, a group of men who meet on Saturday mornings. A lot of parishes have these small men's group prayer groups to get together. And Father, you started one before, while you were still at IC, and we're still meeting to this day at six thir- six o'clock on Saturday mornings. And we, we do we talk about important stuff and we're there to support each other. And I tell some of these younger men, there's a, a guy that has 11 children, another guy that has eight. One has a brand new uh, one-year-old and one on the way. And then there's a couple of uh, uh, older fellas in the group. But I tell them, I said, you don't know how good you have it to have be able to come to some place, a safe place, and talk about things that are important and ask questions about because we've got, gone through these things. I didn't have that growing up. A place to go to that that may have may have helped me. So you, if you can start these smaller groups, that's one thing the community of transcendent men is going to try to do 
with spiritual leadership practices. Yeah, and I, I from I'm doing this from a masculine point of view. So I tell the couple that I'm preparing them for marriage. I I, I don't mean to to um, to uh, sidestep the bride, but I know from a male perspective that that man needs other men to be the best husband for his bride. And I just tell the guys, if you want to be a, a, a really, really continue to grow as a man and be the best husband for your bride, you got to hang out with other men yeah. and talk about things that are important, not politics or fantasy football like you guys are like you you guys are doing. Talk what's important. Yeah, we, 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 we've taken uh, Humana Vitae and went through that document, Veritatis Splendor. We went through, now we're going through St. Francis de Sales, the Devout Life booklet. And, but we still talk about things, everyday life, just to, to balance some things out. And some days we don't get to the book, but we're still talking about important things um, that really matter instead of – I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with fantasy football, having those conversations. But when, if that's all you're doing, uh, there's, you're, you're, not, you're not preparing yourself for, for the job you have as a husband. So we're talking about marriage encounter and developing good marriages, and we're, now we're talking about men hanging with other men. I think it is very, very important. If you all are not in a small men's group, then please consider either forming one or joining one. If you want to know how to form one, call the station, and we'll, uh, we'll give you a series of videos that'll start you off with the first six men's groups. But and, and I've been involved in a men's group for about 12 years now, and uh, we've, we've taken some surveys. One of the main regrets that men have who are in men's groups is that they didn't do it sooner. They didn't do it while they were younger. So join a men's group, form a men's group, and if you need help, we will help you do it. Yeah, as a priest who, who got called away from being married, I mean, what I want to do when I graduated from college and I was, had a job, I wanted to be married. And Matt Sr. knows what I, where I'm going with this a lot. <laughs> and then God called me to this crazy life of being a celibate priest. And what right-thinking heterosexual man would want to do this, I don't know, but unless God's calling you to it. So that's I had to make a decision to, to say yes to that. Uh, and as a, as a result of that, then I'm, I'm still hypercritical of, of married men because I'm like, hey, dude, I gave that lifestyle up. You should be treasuring that beautiful gift that you have, the, the, your beautiful wife, and as such, and I, I am hypercritical of, of husbands, and I know that the way husbands get to be better and better husbands is they got to hang out with other husbands who are people of faith. Yeah. Well, you you had shared in that when you were talking about that, that Father Boulderson said, Larry, I want you to pray about becoming a priest. Okay, I'll do it. It isn't going to work, but I'll do it. But and lo and behold, but, but that goes to the title of, of the show today, yeah. the voice. You had to listen to the voice yeah. in order to yeah. say yes to that, you know. Uh, and that's what we do as 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 good husbands. Yeah. And maybe Sal suggests that that's what we might do. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to, interviewed over these years, and when there's a profound change in their lives, one of the common elements is this: they have prayed, Lord. Tell me what you want me to do, and I will do it. I, I've yeah. heard this over and over and over. God listens to us. God will respect their decision not to even ask the question, but he loves our good intention even sometimes more than our actual good deeds, if you will. So if you are looking to understand what God wants you to do, say the prayer. He's listening, and he will help you. He will direct you. He answers that prayer. Yeah, and Matt and I were talking driving here, uh, I was listening to, uh, it might have been this radio station, I can't remember, but it basically the whoever was talking was saying how important it is that we're bored. We need, to, we need more boredom in our world, in our lives, because we're so busy with our mind being controlled, and then that helps you listen to what God wants you to do and ask the right questions. But we do need that. Like eliminating all those distractions. Yeah. To, to we need bored. some quiet. Yeah, we need some quiet. Yeah, right? and so one of the things that we're doing with the CTM is uh, the community of transcendent men is to develop these spiritual exercises for for men. And Matt, you want to explain that a little bit? Sure. Um, uh, a concept came up about um, when what you said a few minutes ago. You got to hang out with other men. So we're developing a program, and we're going through some some things that's and they're called spiritual leadership practices. And we have an examination of conscience for a, a, 
man engaged in his Catholic faith. And, and we ask the men to do that at least once a week, go through that. And, uh, and we're basing the spiritual leadership practices next spring off of that examination. So we, we look at part one for the first month, and we pick a, 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 a layman, a good man, is just going to take that examination, look at a topic, and then write a talk about it, give that testimony, and then answers. Then we'll have groups, small group discussion based on questions. And what that is going to, what what that will do, is it tells us all these things as as a Catholic man. What am I doing? And it'll answer those things. How do I how do I become that man that God is calling me to be? And we're going to tell you. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm your host, Peter Karutz. This is Father Larry Huber and and the Honorable Matt Mayer. And we are talking about uh, finding the voice. Uh, so if you would like a copy of this program or any other program, uh, or you want some of those CDs on how to start a men's group, please uh, give us a call at 636-447-6000, 636-447-6000, or anytime on the web, you can reach us at Saint, S-A-I-N-T, Joseph Radio. Net. You see how that pattern goes? St. Joseph Radio, that's us. St. Joseph Radio.net. Father. Yeah, and then Matt, you want to share with the audience uh, what we found with the CTM, the Community Transcendent Men, uh, that guys like to hear testimony and then they also like to share their opinion, right? And that's what oh, this is all about. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's a, it's a person, you know, we the Catholic Men for Christ Conference, they bring in speakers, but the first few years, was because it was fledgling. They didn't have a lot of money. And uh, so there was a lot of just regular men getting up there, except for the confession talk, giving giving a, their witness. And those were really, really powerful talks. That's what this is designed to be. I was asked to give a talk, and so I looked at the examination, and I went down, is Christ at the center of my life? And I go, well, I can stop right there. I can write a talk on when he wasn't yeah. and what I did to change that and how that changed me, what the result of that was. So I, I wrote that, and I'm giving a practice talk in October for our group to, to make sure we're, we got this right. But, but that's what men want to hear. And then they in these small, yeah, I, I know how that is because there's a guy that puts on his pants every day just like I did, grabs his lunch and goes to work and comes home. You know, it, so it, it, they, they can be very impactful when they're coming from that personal And let me tell you, people who go to this love it. It is something we men are really looking for. And if you haven't experienced it, it's awful difficult for us here on the radio to describe it adequately. So please, Matt, tell us when and where you meet. We meet on the very last Tuesday of the month, no matter if that's – some people get it confused. Is that the 4th or 5th? Just look at the calendar. It's the last Tuesday of the month, and we meet at uh, St. Joseph Parish in Imperial at the Corpus Christi Center. It's a beautiful facility. And we start – the doors open at 6.30, and we we provide a meal, and we have some beverages. The program starts promptly at 7, and it ends promptly at 9. And we have a speaker in there. We go over the Sunday readings. We have a um, small group discussion. It's a, it's a very helpful thing for the men. There's a lot of men that keep coming back. We've had as many as 92, I think, attend one night. Uh, so, uh, and we're trying to get the numbers back up. We took a hit with COVID, uh, but we're trying to get the numbers back up and what have you. So I'm going to repeat that. So the Community of Transcendent Men, CTM, they meet the last Tuesday of the month, every last Tuesday, 6.30, St. Joseph in Imperial. And every part of this that you described is a lot of fun, to be perfectly honest. The food is good. The beverages are better. Then you have a great speaker. I I still quote the speakers I've heard. And then the time that you have with the men sitting at a table talking about, as you said, important matters. We need it. We We, we absolutely need it. it, It's needed so desperately because we we it's easy to get together my spiritual director when i when i was telling about some of our saturday morning groups all of a sudden we didn't really talk about anything important because we have plenty of political things that we would discuss and my spiritual director said well matt you need to you need to bring them back to center because it's easy and there's no danger in talking about those because you all look think the same way, so there's no, you're not going to be challenged right. with anything. Yeah. Once you start talking about important things and how did you handle this, now we're talking about uh, things that really challenge us. 
We have a few minutes left, uh, and I thought I'd save a few minutes so we can start talking about some of the practical things we can do to build our marriages. The, the, the marriage encounter is great, and please put that on your calendar, and you'll help us find a way to, to do that. But let's talk about some of the smaller things we might do, and let's start with uh, the community of transcendent men. Yeah, you have cool shirts too. Yeah, so. we do. We do. Yeah, so. <laughs> and we got a pretty cool website, CatholicCTM.org, uh, CatholicCTM, CommunityTranscendentMen.org, and I, I would say the most important thing, uh, again, leading to this conversation of faith, is mediated by a community. Of course, prayer, everything you know, and going to the sacraments. But I think a community will help you lead you to that. And so get, get some mentors. I, I'm a 57-year-old man that's not old by any stretch of imagination, but it's still long enough that you would think, okay, well, I don't need any mentors. Oh, yes, I do. We all need mentors in our lives, and preferably older. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm 77, but uh, we need older men mentors in our lives to continue to help us grow as men. And I would say the most practical thing that married men and priest, priesthood, priest men can do is we got to hang out with other men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm 64. I'm the oldest one in our Saturday morning group, and I still learn a great deal yeah. by listening. Mentors. Uh, mentors are great, whether they be men mentors or couple mentors. Uh, there's a guy named Steve Woods who I've listened to for years and years. He was a Protestant, became a Catholic because of the church's teaching on marriage and contraception. But what he suggests is that every married couple should find and seek out a mentor couple. Yes, the, the success rate for what troubled marriages oh no, by the way every marriage gets troubled at some time so don't don't think don't think uh, that doesn't happen to me so every marriage gets troubled but have a mentor couple who you already are in relationship with it's tough to be in a tough spot and then have to go seek out a stranger be in relationship with another good married couple and what what are you doing when you're in those relationships is you're digging up the stories. That's where the wisdom is in stories. As I always tell people, the Bible, which I have in my left hand now, is filled with stories, and God's in them. And God is wisdom, and wisdom is God, and so the wisdom is in these stories. And we have stories, life stories, daily stories, and God's in them. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we can, if we can um, Teach people how to ask the right questions, how couples ask the right questions with each other, and have men ask the right questions to dig up those stories. Right, Matt? Yeah. Well, you had said once a long time ago, and I really started paying attention to it, is Jesus was always asking questions, yeah. and they were really good questions. And that, and when we do that, uh, we, we learn by getting the answer. And we learn by listening to the other people that, that give the answer. Uh, the, the importance of being with those other men and doing those kinds of things, being with another couple. Yeah, we went through that. The, have you thought about doing this? This is yeah. what worked for us. Uh, because the, uh, you had talked about, they were, hey, we got to match up these couples. No, not the young couples. Match a young couple with a, a, a couple that's married 30 there years or 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt, no and, doubt. And I wish... Uh, my dad passed away, and I wish I would have dug out more questions and tell, dig up more stories. But I, you know, he passed away. So Mark Benson, or, or a lot of guys yeah. are used to doing that now. They're they're searching for these stories. So read a book with your wife. Take a little quiet time. Have a meeting, right? Um, and remember this: we have a lot of sacraments, and the priest, the bishop, and the deacon are usually the ordinary ministers. But remember, in your marriage, the husband was the minister who. Uh, gave the sacrament to the wife and the wife to the husband. Father, can you end us with a, a blessing, sure, please? All right. The Lord be with you. And, with your, and with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Remember Thanks, to come back and see us next week, and remember to do something for your marriage. It's so important. How much should you do? Everything. That's what you should do. We have to give our total lives. So come back, tell a friend, and have a great week.
listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. If you would like to join us in our evangelization efforts, you can order a copy of today's broadcast or any of our past programs by visiting us on our website, stjosephradio.net. That's S-A-I-N-T, josephradio.net. Or call us, 636-447-6000. It's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world, bringing the good news of Christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time. Thank you for your prayers and support. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents. Thank you.